My name is John Bradbury, and this is the Understanding Your Identity and Purpose podcast. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode eight. We are talking about walking worthy of your calling. Before we get into uh, the meat of the episode here, I just want to mention my book, The Good and Noble Heart, 10-Week Transformation. It is a 10-week Bible study slash devotional book slash guided journal. It is meant to be a daily practice for you to take between about 10 and 30 minutes, depending on how, how involved you make it to focus on your identity for 70 days. Just get it settled, to settle who you are, apart from your performance, apart from your calling, apart from your purpose. Just get it settled. I want to think about myself the way God thinks about me. I want to understand who I am without my relationships without my, you know, what I produce, with without what I consume, just who am I in my, my essence? How does God think about me? I want to think about myself that same way. Critical, if you want to live a fruitful life, to settle your identity ahead of time before you start bearing fruit, so that you can stay steady through the ups and downs. And that's available on Amazon, and I will link it up in the show notes. I also have a video series called Transforming Your Life from the Inside Out that is also a 10-week series. It goes along with the book, and it is 10, 15 to 20-minute video coaching sessions with some activation practices and group study notes if you want to go through the book as a small group or you just want a more in-depth, you know, uh, personal study. All right, episode number eight, Walking Worthy of Your Calling. Walking Worthy of Your Calling. First of all, before we get into... How do you walk worthy of your calling? Let's just talk, let's just define the terms calling, what it means. You know, this is Understanding Your Identity and Purpose podcast. And the main analogy the Lord has used in my life to help me understand these things is the garden and the gardener. We've talked about this before, but it is so important to get this right, to get it clear in your mind. Your life, your body, your mind, and the fruit that it produces, your actions that produce results, is the garden. But you, your identity, is the gardener, the spirit who cares for and watches over your life. Now, this is critical 
because the gardener can have a connection, a relationship built on trust with God. The gardener, the spirit, your true self can have can walk with God in the garden, can share your body, walk with God in the garden, and uh, relate to Him and know Him and experience Him and receive revelation, receive grace, receive love, receive joy, and can feel connected to the spirit realm, can feel connected to God, can feel connected to heaven, can reach into this realm of infinite possibility, this realm of revelation, and can manifest what you see and hear in heaven, what you what you what you get from the spirit realm, you can manifest it on the earth through your physical body and your mind. You are the gardener. That is your identity. Your identity is only known in its connection to God, in its connection to the earth, in its connection to heaven, in its connection to other people. You, you cannot have an identity that is separate, whereas you're taking from life and trying to find yourself, get pleasure, take meaning, take you know happiness, your you can only know who you are in relationship to the whole. In relationship to the whole. You do not have a separate identity. You are not unique, special in that sense. All of us have, have a uniqueness to us. But I'm saying you cannot know yourself separate from God, separate from heaven, separate from the earth, separate from all of the people, separate from history. You can only know yourself in the context of relationship, in the context of where do you fit in the body. So that is your identity. Your purpose, you have an inner purpose and an outer purpose. Your inner purpose is to Stay connected to God. It's to stay aware of yourself as the spirit, as the gardener, to stay connected to God or to stay aware of God's presence, to host his presence, like to to house, to share your body with the Holy Spirit, to share your life with the Holy Spirit, and to... And your outer purpose is to manifest heavenly things on the earth, to manifest spiritual things in the natural, to bear fruit, 
to take the seeds of revelation and the water of grace and grow something, produce fruit, and share it with the world. That is your purpose, to stay connected and to bear fruit. Your calling is the specific thing that you do in the body. It is the it is what makes you you. And again, it is only known or it only matters in relationship to the whole. I'm going to use a few analogies here to help you understand. I hope this helps. If you are a a writer, I think of myself as a writer. Um, If you are a writer, if you are functioning properly in your calling, I, I know that I am not, my identity is not a writer. Writer is my function. It is my calling. It is a role I play. And it only matters in in the bigger context. So, you know, I publish books and I use a printer and a publisher. I use Amazon to market my books, make them available for sale. I I have people above me. I have businesses above me that serve me in the printing and the publishing and the marketing of my books. Below me or next to me are re- my readers and those who are benefiting from the books themselves, the ideas in the books. I am in the middle, serving a function, serving my calling of taking, taking in a lot of research, spending a lot of time with God, thinking through complicated issues, you know, making connections, um, forming original ideas, taking from my own experience and then writing something that benefits my reader. Now, if my books sell, it benefits me, but it also benefits the reader and it benefits those above me, those helping me sell the books and print the books. And in a way, it helps those who read the books and become more aware of more understanding of their own identity, they will then bear more fruit and it will benefit the people that they're serving. So I am only useful. I'm all, I don't have a function on my own. I serve no purpose without the, the whole, without the greater good, without people above me, below me, and around me. The same is true as, you know, a part of the body. 
you know, say you are a liver <laughs> or a, or you're a finger or you're a toenail or you're an eyeball, you're something in the body. An eyeball serves no function without a head to, to be in, without, you know, nerves to send signals, without a brain to interpret those signals, without a skeleton to hold up the head, without muscles to, you know, close the eyelid and open it, without the, the whole context, each part is worthless, it's meaningless if it's disconnected, and it's completely invaluable if it's connected. The more connected and the more aware of that connection, the greater the value. The eye serves in just an incredible function, incredible usefulness. Um, it's unique and useful and special and amazing and, you know, worth more than all of the money in the world if it's set properly in the body. But apart from the body, it's, it's meaningless. It serves no function. So that's what I want you to understand. Then when we get into talking about walking worthy of your calling, we're speaking from Ephesians chapter 4. If you want to go there and study, I recommend the entire book of Ephesians. It is incredible. Paul had such an understanding of these themes that I'm talking about. But Ephesians chapter 4 specifically, he says, I want you to walk worthy of your calling. And then he spends basically the entire chapter explaining what that is. And he's saying, I want you to walk with the lowliness of mind, with love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. And goes on to explain how we all share the same Spirit. We all have individual bodies, individual gardens, and there might be some uniqueness in those gardens. You know, one person might have this kind of soil and another that other kind of soil. The, the size of the gardens might be different. How much sun they get, how much, you know, what part of the world are they in? Are they get in the equator or are they up north or are they in the south? All of that is different and unique, but what makes them useful, what makes a garden useful, what makes a body, what makes a life valuable is its connection to the greater good. A business, you know, say you run a, a barbershop a friend of mine runs a barbershop in Mexico, him and his wife. The only, the only, it serves no function. It serves, it has no use. There's no value to it without the investors that helped him start it, without the equipment suppliers, without the, 
you know, the electricity coming from the electric grid and the government keeping it safe and and all of the things around it and above it making it possible. And then it serves no function unless it has customers who need their hair cut, who want to come into a shop and get it done. It serves no purpose without the, without the whole, without the body, without the economy. Businesses do not operate in isolation. They serve no purpose in isolation. They're only good as a part of the whole. You know, a tree is only good as a part of the forest. You know, its connection to the ground, its connection to the sun, its connection to the other trees. It serves, you know, to feed animals. And the animals serve to fertilize its soil and, and the water and the nutrients and the air and the wind and and the people only in the context of connection does calling matter so what happens what are what happens is we have these barriers to fulfilling our calling and they're all some variation of living from the awareness of our lack. So we don't feel connected to God, so we feel a lack of purpose. We feel a lack of love. We don't feel forgiven because we're disconnected. We don't feel approved of. We don't feel loved. We don't feel peace. We don't feel joy. And so we have this unsettled anxiety. We have worry. We have doubt. We have fear. And we respond with control. And we're trying to get from life. So a lack of connection, a lack of awareness, a lack of consciousness pulls us from our calling. Another lack might be a lack of clarity. So some of you might be saying, well, I don't know what my calling is. Uh, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm called to do. And that is because of a few things. Callings are discovered through a relationship. They're not, you know, that... the. The idea that you would get knocked off your horse like the Apostle Paul and then you would see a blinding light and then you would hear an audible voice and then that's it. From then on, you know exactly who you are is so rare. And even in uh, the Apostle Paul's case, he didn't immediately know everything. He went and spent a lot of time alone and then he spent time in relationship with other apostles and he discovered his calling to the Gentiles. He discovered his apostleship. There are these encounters with God. You know, my, you know, my case, uh, there's a very important dream that I had 
like a literal dream at night that woke me up, and I've shared some of that. There has been some visions I've had. There has been times of impartation that from other, you know, anointed leaders. There has been a lot of discovery from story where I hear a story of somebody else doing something and it so resonates with me, like a tuning fork resonates with a certain vibration. You can get a sense of calling from other people's stories. Uh, And then there's just a whole bunch of trial and error where you're trying to love other people. You're trying to practice. You're, you're, You're trying to walk out your calling and you are discovering what your calling is through the prophecies, through the trial and error, through the testimonies, that the feedback that you're getting. You start to notice what your calling is by the way you, uh, the way God uses you most often. The, the place where you get the most fruitfulness, the people who celebrate you the most, the skills that come naturally to you, the, the practices that you, that you develop, the desires that arise in your heart, the trial and error. It's, just a, it's a discovery process in relationship to God. It's how you find your calling. So that there is this clarity that comes with practice. So if you feel a lack of clarity, it's because two or three things. One, one would be you, you don't feel connected to God on a daily basis. There's not a, a sense of connection. You don't hear His voice. You, your, your mind is, is too crowded, too loud. Your ego is, is too loud. And you can't hear his voice. You can't feel his presence. And you can't make sense of the dreams or the pictures, the oppressions, the desires that he's putting in your heart. You don't know if they're ego desires or not. You, there's a sense of disconnection from God. And the other thing is a, is a sense of dis, disconnection from people. You know, when we isolate ourselves, we try to get from life. We try to get something from our job, try to get something from our position at church or from our role in the family or from uh, whatever. We isolate ourselves and we don't understand who we are because who we are can only be understood in the context of love and service where we're serving a role in the body we're serving a function in the economy we're serving you know a function in the government or in the marketplace or in the scientific community or in a health you know healthcare or nutrition or whatever we're serving uh, a role a function in the greater in the whole we're serving a role in the 
in the economy, in the city, in the marketplace, in you know, education, in church, in some place with some people, we are loving and serving a role. And from the trial and error and the feedback of that, we discover our calling. So if you're feeling a lack of clarity, it's because you have felt disconnected from God and disconnected from other people. And you haven't had enough trial and error interaction to to discover your calling. So, you know, there's a lack of connection with God, a lack of clarity. There could be a lack of relationships. I know this has been true in my own life because I was so driven by my ego. What happens is if you are driven by your ego, you will you will either when you are around other people, you will feel insecure like other people are better than you or you'll feel arrogant like you're better than them. And both of those are kind of two sides of the same coin and they they make vulnerable, meaningful relationships impossible because you are always trying to get from others instead of give and you don't feel equal you feel either worse than or better than people which means you're always trying to either be the hero and be the the one that's teaching and and you know trying to get approval get people to agree with you um, this is huge you're trying to get agreement when you're insecure or, or arrogant you're trying to get agreement from other people you're trying to get pleasure. You're trying to get approval. And so you can't have a truly shared, meaningful, vulnerable connection because you're, you're not equal. You're, you're below or above. Love, love, is the feeling of being connected to another person. I'm going to say that one more time. Love is the feeling of being connected to another person. You feel like, and this is really important, this is the essence of what I'm talking about, walking worthy of your calling, is to stay aware of your connection to other people, which means what is good for you is equally good for me, and what is good for me is equally good for you. That's the awareness. That's the feeling. Your calling has no value without love. I feel connected to God and what glorifies God, what, what is good for God is equally good for me. And what is good for me is equally glorifying of God. Those are not two different things. Those are the same. God has designed life 
so that what glorifies him, you know, our lives bearing fruit, John 15 says, you know, Jesus tells the disciples, this is what my father, this is how my father's glorified that you bear much fruit. So God is glorified when we take what we receive from him in relationship, in a love and trust relationship. We feel connected to him, we receive from him, and then we manifest it in the natural. We bear fruit. We produce books. We produce churches. We produce businesses. We produce scientific breakthroughs. We produce you know, a healthy family. We produce things from our relationship, and that glorifies God. It is equally beneficial to me and to God. And your calling is to do something that is equally beneficial to you and to those you're called to. Now, you are called to a certain kind of person to help them with a certain kind of thing. You know, if if I were if I were talking about natural gardening and say my calling was to equip other gardeners. You know, I could say it like this. I help gardeners bear more fruit. So I help a certain group of people uh, do a certain thing better. That's your calling. I help blank do blank better. Now that, you know, there can be thousands of variations on that, but that's the basic idea. And what is good for my customer is equally good for me. What is good for my suppliers is equally good for me. What is good for my city is good for me. What is good for my church is good for me. That's love. Love is not a sacrifice. It cannot be a sacrifice. Because when you treat others well, you will get treated well. It may not be in the same moment, but over the course of your life and for eternity, Whatever is good for other people is good for you. And so this is how we understand our calling. This is how we walk worthy of our calling. We stay connected to God and receive the things from God directly. We stay aware of his presence so that the things that can only come from God, we get those things and we don't try to take them from other people. You don't try to take them from life. Things like a sense of identity, you know, a sense of sonship, forgiveness, purpose, meaning, approval, forgiveness, love, joy, peace, creativity, revelation, grace. These are spiritual realities that can only come through your spiritual connection to to the Father. And that can only happen through Jesus. He is the model 
and he his words are the way his model is the way his death and resurrection is the way he is the way we connect to god and we have to get each of us have to get the things that only god can give directly from god through his spirit we receive revelation and grace we receive love joy and peace we receive creativity and abundance we receive these things from god each of us individually and then we turn those things into a practice we take responsibility to turn them into actions which form habits which which in turn get results and we ourselves take responsibility to develop relationships to develop skills to develop awareness to to love other people which means we develop uh, as many connections as possible as many connections with other people as possible and this can be done through books it can be done through social media it can be done through small groups it can be done at church it can be done at work it can be family uh, it could be done through phone calls it could be done a million different ways through video through a podcast like this trying to develop as many connections as possible so that i can help the people i'm called to do the thing they're called to better we're all serving this function serving this role and the point it's all one point love is the point connection is the point where there is the building up of the body the edification of the whole now don't think secular and sacred here there is no such thing there is ego driven life and there is a love driven life that's it there is spiritual awareness where you feel connected to god or there is a life where you feel disconnected from god there is no sacred and secular god cares about nutrition and science and health and fitness and arts and music and education and government and all the things he cares about all the things he cares deeply about spiritual and physical realities he cares deeply about family and about community and about whatever you're called to do he cares deeply about it he's the one that put the desires in your heart but to walk worthy of that calling is for you to stay aware of your connection for, to God and get the things that can only be gotten from God to get them from him and not try to take them from your purpose take them from your calling take them from other people take them from your work take them from your family take them from entertainment take them from you know drugs or alcohol or substance abuse take them from you're not trying to you can't get 
forgiveness, approval, identity, purpose, meaning, joy, love, peace. You can't get those things from life. Those things are spiritual and they only come through the Spirit with a connected life. So to walk worthy is to stay aware of your connection to God. It is also to stay aware of your connection to people and to build that connection, more connections and deeper connections through vulnerability, through connectedness, through relationship, through service. It is love. Love is the point. Love is the point. Health. You think about the health of the body. You think about everybody receiving and giving in equal proportion. You cannot just give. You have to receive. You have to receive from God and give to God. You you have to receive from others and give to others. If you don't make enough money to do what you're called to do, you will not be able to do the calling. If nobody reads your books, you will not last very long as a writer. There has to be an equal receiving and giving. What is good for you is good for everyone. What is, And that is true if you're not driven by your ego. If you f- are aware of your connection to the earth, to society, to your friends and family, to your people, and to God, then what is good for you is good for all. And it's a, it's a beautiful, symbiotic relationship where every part of the body is equal in its receiving and giving. The heart and the lungs, they're both equally important. They're, they're both serving two different functions in connection to one another. And that's how you walk worthy of your calling. You don't allow insecurity to put you below other people or arrogance to put you above other people. You don't try to just give, give, give or receive, receive, receive. It's not about producing constantly or consuming constantly. It is about the connection Walking worthy is to stay aware of love. It is to help the blank people that you're called to do, called to do their calling better. The eye serves the body, and the body serves the eye equally. The eye has to receive equally as it gives. It's love. Spiritual awareness. It's love awareness. It's connectedness. Staying aware of the connection. Staying aware of the connection all of the time. Staying aware of love. Staying aware of love. Staying aware of others. Developing relationships. Developing community. Developing connections. It equally benefits you and them. You and them. You're not trying to take from the relationship. You're giving into it. 
knowing and trusting just like if you if you have a if you have any good relationships you know this that you focus on the other person and you're vulnerable with him and you develop trust with them and you and you give to them not trying to get anything you set boundaries you you do what is best for the other person and then they do what is best for you and it is equal receiving and giving receiving and giving receiving and giving and that is only possible if you feel connected to the source as soon as you lose your awareness of your connection to god as soon as you lose the awareness in one day it doesn't it does not carry over it has to be de- developed daily it's a practice but as soon as you lose your awareness of your connection to god you start to take from other people instead of give you start to be less vulnerable less trusting less servant minded less giving and it breaks the connection with them and then they cannot give back to you your calling is to serve the body to glorify god that's your calling it's all the same thing but to walk worthy of it to walk worthy of it is to stay aware every day of the source of life and to and to stay aware of your connection to other people and to develop those connections to build those relationships to 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 stay in an equal receiving and giving equal receiving and giving don't favor one or the other learn from others and then teach others learn and teach learn and teach give love receive love give money receive money give value receive value and it's not always in the same season and the same moment and the same thing you don't typically you don't give money and get money back you give money and you get relationships maybe or you get purpose you get meaning you give uh of your talent and skill and then you might receive money or favor it is a constant giving and receiving a building up of relationships a serving the greater purpose keeping the body healthy glorifying god growing yourself developing your own skills and knowledge uh, developing your talents you know using the revelation god gives you for not just your own good but the good of all, of the whole just like you know the barbershop serves a meaningful purpose in the marketplace in the marketplace it does not have any value without the whole marketplace without the city without the suppliers and the customers there has to be an equal receiving and giving the barbershop has to receive money from customers it has to receive electricity it has to receive safety from the police it has to receive infrastructure from the government and it has to give a meaningful valuable service that 
is useful and helpful. It helps, you know, it helps, you know, a businesswoman feel confident. It helps her fulfill her calling better. And that's how it works. Walk, walking worthy of your calling is love. It is staying aware and building connection with others so that you serve your function in the body to the best of your ability. All right, guys, I think that's it for today. I hope this is helpful. I know there's a lot of repetition, but, I, but sometimes we need repetition to understand, to get these things clear. If you are enjoying this podcast, if you find it useful in any way, it's possible that somebody else will find it useful. So they will get to know, they will know the podcast if you will rate it on iTunes, review it, that will show it to more people. Or if you just send it, you know, send the link to somebody and say, hey, you know, I, I was thinking about you when I was listening to this. I've done that dozens of times with other podcasts. I've, I've sent the link to a friend or a family member because that specific message resonated. And I hope that this, is, this podcast is serving you so you equally serve someone else. And let's, let's keep this love thing going. Let's keep this love thing going. If if you have found any of these episodes useful, please rate and review and share. Share it on social media, but much more um, dynamic is if you just share it directly with one person or two that you know would benefit from it or you think would benefit from it. All right, guys, you have a great day. We'll see you next week. God bless you.